Welcome to the Wise Wolf Gold and Crypto Show. I'm Tony Arterburn, your host. I'm joined by my co-host, Kenzie. She's uh, with us via StreamYard. And uh, we're on Aftermath.fm live proudly, our 7 p.m. Central Time slot. And, of course, uh, all the technocratic control platforms, YouTube, Facebook, you can find us. Just type in Wise Wolf uh, anywhere on those technocratic platforms, and you'll find our show. It is the 16th of November, ladies and gentlemen, 2021. We're going to have, uh, well, the, the conversations that Kenzie and I always have. We're going to talk gold. We're going to talk silver. We're going to talk precious metals. We're going to talk cryptocurrencies. And um, one thing that Kenzie always does with her Gen Z brilliance is to uh, bring to the table some magnificent research on cryptocurrencies, uh, on NFTs, uh, things that we've discussed in the past. What you need to know going forward, this is the, the raison d'etre of this program. Why I do it is because there is an end game to fiat currencies, ladies and gentlemen. This is worldwide. It's systemic. It's one of the reasons why we're going through these massive changes, why there has to be cover for what they're doing. And I'm talking about the bankster class, right? They want to leave you holding the bag. And I feel like I have this information. I need to share it with you. There's going to be massive changes uh, coming when it comes to the economy, when it comes to the monetary system. So the Wise Wolf Show is here for you at least once a week to go over the big issues. Uh, but once again, my my co-host, Kenzie, is here. She's back. It's been like two episodes, two weeks since you've been here. How are things, Kenzie? Um, welcome back to your show. I think we're finally getting back on track. Everybody just cross your fingers. You never know what's going to happen in the middle of the woods, but I'm glad to be back. So I'm glad that we can we can actually get back together. I can sit in my chair um, because the past episodes we had done where I had to call in through the phone, I just sat inside of the SUV. And I think you heard the cat outside meowing at me. It's kind of hard to think. You know, if I'm not able to be in my space, I'm sure plenty of people out there kind of feel that way. If you don't have your dedicated space to work in, it's kind of hard to get anything done, right? Well, yeah, but there's it's also endearing if you've got an animal. I know a lot of people that used to tune into my radio show in San Antonio, and I'm up in like the, you know, the 12th floor on the Salem building. And then people would go, what's that jingling that's always going on during your show. I'm like, Oh, that's my dog, Layla. She gets up and shakes and like, it's just really <laughs> loud. Cause it's one of those soundproof rooms and people go, Oh, I love Layla. So yeah, I mean, it, it, there's a, there's a limp. You don't want to be too professional. Cause then you sound like you're an AI, you know, or you're a mannequin or something. So uh, I like the informal and you have good information. So um, I knew you would send me some links and usually in the second half of the show, folks, we'll go over cryptos. We'll go over NFTs uh, the future of, of currency, you know, this is something, you know, I talk about Bitcoin all the time. I own Bitcoin ATMs. I got into that space in 2016. I'm not an expert, but I'm dangerous enough to talk about it. Right. And maybe crazy enough to, to dive into that, that realm. But, uh, Kinsey's here to guide us through the, the nuances of cryptocurrency. We're, we're glad to have her, but this is the wise wolf golden crypto show. So let's, um, and by gold, that, that encompasses platinum, silver, palladium, uh, all the precious metals. Uh, what are you seeing? I, I want to. I've got some articles, but what what is your take on what's happening with 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 gold in the last couple of weeks? Any any insight on that? 
It looks like there's been some pretty heavy manipulation. Typically, people just talk about manipulation being in silver, which we do see all the time. We know that that's happening. Banks have gotten a slap on the wrist for it before, so that's not conspiracy. It's kind of a well-known fact now. But it does seem like here lately, because gold really wants to make its run. And that's not just how I feel on the inside or want to see it do better. You know, that's just looking at what the charts are telling us. And I'm not like a chart expert or anything like that, but I can read a chart pretty well. And from what my brain is telling me and then for people that have been in this space for quite a while are saying is like, we should be having this breakout, right? And you're kind of getting these little mini breakouts. But the moment that it's starting to make that run, um, you've got a bunch of false phony paper contracts that come in and immediately hammer that price down. So we're getting somewhere because you're seeing more manipulation happening in gold. That tells me we're we're getting close to something. Yeah, and that's interesting. You know, go back to 2020, and I was hosting the David Knight Show live, and that's when gold broke its all-time high ever, mm -hmm. right, in U.S. dollars. And I, I, I fast forward, now we're in November of 2021. That was August of 2020. People are very aware even the the dummies and the teleprompter readers and mainstream media know that there's inflation. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, you even the the so-called masters of the universe and the you know the financial markets and uh, people involved with the treasury, they admit that there's inflation. Why wouldn't gold be at its all-time high now? Right? Is that? And I know you you alluded to the manipulation where you have the central banks working in concert with um, the bullion houses. Mm -hmm. to sell off contracts for gold that doesn't exist. Like if you're talking mm -hmm. about GLD on the stock market or SLV for silver, I mean, it just, I mean, common sense wise, do you think there's a more people than us asking that? Cause I mean, I deal in the precious metal. I'm wondering, I'm, I'm glad that it's not honestly, mm -hmm. I'm glad that it hasn't broken out because it gives people more time to buy, but why isn't it? it I mean, I remember at the beginning of the scamdemic, there was a, uh, uh, calls for three thousand dollar an ounce gold by like Citigroup. Yeah. Any? Yeah. What? What are? What are your thoughts on that? It's it's all too interesting, right? And I think that this has more to do with just the psychology of people, because a majority of people don't put their a lot. Of, okay, let me try to break this all the way down. I think that a lot of folks are realizing that their dollars are losing a tremendous amount of value because this isn't just happening slow anymore. You're really starting to see this tick up. Um, just to throw it out there, we went ahead and my partner bought um, a ham, like a Thanksgiving ham early this year. He was on a trip and had a chance to go and pick up some ham. Well, this ham, I think, cost us 30 or $40 more than it did last year. And I, I at the moment that he brought it home, I was like, why did you buy it then? Like, I'd... I'll eat spam. It's cool. I don't even like spam. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I mean, just coming into that, you're starting to really see, okay, we've got a really big issue here. So people do want to put their money somewhere. But at the same time, with gold staying somewhat stagnant, if the banks can make it look stagnant, the mainstream media can make it look somewhat stagnant and not have to talk about it too much, then people won't go into it. And this is while prices are good, Tony. People will start to get into it, though, once gold starts moving and people get that FOMO and they think, oh, my gosh, this is going up. My dollar is going down. Whatever they see moving at the time 
is what they're going to get into. And my biggest fear that happens from all of this is we do see this double top in cryptocurrencies. People rush into this. At any day, the floor could just fall out of this. My biggest fear is that instead of being safe and secure with some extra food, your water, your defense, gold and silver, people immediately rush into cryptocurrencies just as about the rug, just as the rug is going to be pulled. And then what? You're you're left with nothing. Um, so just kind of yeah. kind of try to have your priorities together. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily going to happen. We're in a whole new age for crypto as well. But the backbone to your savings, in my opinion, should definitely be food, gold and silver. Agreed. Uh, Matthew Henry in the chat says uh, hams cost more and your piggy banks are worth less. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's pretty, pretty <laughs> clever. Yeah. It, so and again, uh, just want to be as real as possible. Uh, no games, right? I'm, I'm not putting on any any facade at all. I don't know why or how in particular. I've even got books on this that talk about how they manipulate the um, the gold exchanges, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have to I will have to get that guy on. And he just it just came out last year. It's a really thin book. It just talks about you know they they've even sued um, some of the bullion houses in the in the central yes. banks like trying to get information for uh, discovery. But I'm wondering, you know, what? Okay, so holding it down, right? It it benefits a certain class. It, do you think this has to do with a story that you and I covered um, about six weeks ago, where we uh, came across the record number of gold being ordered by central mm-hmm. by all the governments? And since 1944, it's like the record break since Bretton Woods record breaking year for governments and central banks ordering gold for their uh, storage, for their wealth, for their countries. Mm -hmm. Do you think that there's an underlying uh, cause and effect there where they just managed to, and I've got a story here in a second, I think we'll probably answer this in in a headline, but do you think that there, that is a cause and effect? Do you think there's a correlation there between the prices that we see now below their record highs of last year in gold and uh, the central banks ordering more, but also it's down. I mean, that doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense with inflation, with massive ordering. It should be a lot higher than it is. Just any thought. Well, I know this is, I'm harping on it, but I just find it fascinating because I watch this every single day. And I just thought we would be at a different place. Again, I'm glad we're not it gives people an average person. You still get an ounce of gold for under $2,000. I think that's a, a steal. Like if you have some mm-hmm. savings, that's a good place to park it, in my opinion. Not financial advice, just what I do myself. Um, exactly. Any no, thought? Do you think that correlates? It has to correlate. And my my opinion might be a little bit you know, darker than what somebody else thinks because we're not seeing natural movements. At bare minimum, we should all agree that this is not a natural thing. And just like you and I have the opportunity to get into gold at a better price, I do believe that some of this manipulation does come from central banks, the big bucks that need to get in on these better prices, because if this manipulation wasn't happening, they alone would be running up the cost of gold sky high. Agreed. Yeah. And Jim Chambers in the chat says there's a simple answer. That's why I love our our audience. Simple answer. The people who buy 98% of the gold are the same people manipulating the gold prices. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Problem solved, right? That's... Um, very Sherlock Holmes-ish, right? So yeah, uh, th- that's that's a great point. Uh, the people that have the most to benefit, and of course, 
mm-hmm. we're in this circus of uh, the the Wall Street, which again, it, it's more clown show than it's ever been. Um, when I was born in 1979, if you took a company public, you had to make money. Like there had to be a like you had to serve customers, you had to have a bottom line. Now it's like who you know, and then how you can get financed, and you know what holding company you're with. I mean, it's just it has less to do with making a product and production than it does with connections, right? And so we reach mm-hmm. a point where they've nuked small business. They last year they just death hundreds of thousands of businesses, small businesses, self-employed people, um, and, and all those jobs, like you know, the middle class jobs wiped out. And then they restart it with pumping money in, and you see the stock market takes off. I want to read you a headline. You want your I want your honest opinion of this. This is uh this is off Drudge. Right. And uh, uh, linked to CNBC, Wall Street bankers and traders are in line for the biggest bonus increases since 2009. <laughs> <laughs> Wall Street is set to see the biggest bonus increases since the Great Recession after a busy and profitable 2021, according to a report from the pay consultancy Johnson Associates. Um, Again, this headline is up, and it's it's showing like massive. They're they're so busy. It's been a rebound year. Is that is that just based off of the uh, money that's been pumped into the system, Kinsey? Oh, of course. And I mean, think about this. The, historically, you know this to be true just as well as I do. You probably know better than I do on this. Um, when people start to realize that their dollar isn't worth very much, they will spend it as quickly as they can. That could mean skeptical investments. It could be the stock market. It could just be adding on to your like IRA or your 401ks or however you want to do that, your life insurance policies even. Um, you're trying to get rid of those dollars and put it into something. I can almost guarantee you that there's probably a record-breaking number of Rolex sales right now just because of this alone. Um, So yeah, a ton of this money is flooding straight into the stock market. I mean, people don't know what else to do. And on top of that, the big guys, that 98% um, that Jim was talking about, those guys know that the Fed is backing them as well. So there's no fear there. The the circus music is still playing. Uh, They haven't turned out the lights as of yet. Agreed. Yeah, the, the circus is still going on. That's what we're trying to warn people about because it can't go on forever, right? It's, this is Herbert Stein's law, the old speechwriter for President Nixon. He said, if something cannot go on forever, it will stop. That was Herbert Stein's law and uh, as kind of a joke. But I look at this and I go, there's no way that this thing stays intact because it looks weaker and weaker to me by the day, mm-hmm. you know, because they – literally, you know, and we, I don't want to keep quoting the same figures because they're so massive about how much money was printed last year, how much money is printed this year or the year before that. Let's just say that it's unprecedented. It's never happened before in history. It's that big, right? So they have all this new money uh, flowing through the system. They have no, they have no ability to rein it in now because everything Mm -hmm. survives off of it. There's really no choice. Like they can't, they can't taper. They can't really do, they can't uh, raise interest rates. Because, again, we don't have the economy that they did in the late 1970s when they reigned in inflation under Paul Volcker and the mm-hmm. Federal Reserve and Jimmy Carter when they had the inflation. You know, interest rates, they had to bring interest rates to the teens. If you brought interest rates to the teens right now, <laughs> you're talking about, like, the greatest depression ever. Like, that's yeah. it, it, it's you're talking about 50% unemployment. <laughs> like, well, everybody works way, in the financial sector. 
either way, we're going to be seeing uh, a depression. It's just different because people think there's so many people out there. And I understand it. I think that this could go either way. And I personally think you're going to see half and half. A lot of people are waiting on the sidelines with a ton of cash and even gold and silver and thinking that deflation is going to be the thing. Well, guess what? It's screaming at us in the face right now that this is a melt up situation because inflation has become out of control, but they can't fix that. Like Tony just said, there's not a way to take a step back. We have to keep moving forward. And what that means and what that's meant for a long time, I've said it once, I'll say it again. Every president has to outspend the last guy. So what do you think is going to end up happening next year and the year after that? We are seeing some scary things start to happen. Now, I'm not saying deflation is completely out of the question. I think that you are going to see some people that get into a really tight spot. And if you're smart and you're quick with your money, there's going to be some good deals out there. But for the for the whole of things, the average cost of everything, I think, is going to continue to rise quicker and quicker at that. Agreed. It, and I think it reaches a point where it just goes out of control. Yes. I mean, we, we were talking about like manufacturers like Nestle, you know, mm -hmm. some of these big multinational conglomerates that make all sorts of products from like industrial cleaners to your sandwich meat, you know, like all these people, they, they know that prices are rising faster than they can, like on their source materials and mm -hmm. uh, their ingredients faster than they can reprice in the retail sector. That's why you're seeing stuff like shrinkflation, where you get less of a product, yes. right? Like you get, like you start looking at the bag of chips and you're like, wait, there's only like four chips in here, you know, or, or your, uh, or your loaf of bread, or you, there's all sorts of ways that you can do shrinkflation, you know, like, you know, your, your cookies, all this stuff that you buy at the, the thing that's prepackaged. They just mm -hmm. put a little less and they raise the price, right? So that that's mm -hmm. the way they start. That's the way these big um, manufacturers and distributors deal with with the rising cost of goods. That's uh, translating into higher bills for the average person. Then you're seeing the price of gasoline go up. This is a perfect storm. And so when Absolutely. all all I have to my thing is I'm not giving financial advice. But I just when I I've heard this before from financial analysts and cheerleaders. You know, these people that are always cheering the markets. I heard these guys before in 2008. And by the way, I didn't believe a word of it then. I was 28 years old and I go, I'm not seeing the same. You know, I, I was had a real estate brokerage and I was running a large convenience store. And I remember like how much things started to cost more and more. The price of fuel went to $4. I mean, credit card fees went through the roof. There was all sorts of issues. I said, I go, this is not, not sustainable, but you turn on the financial networks and they'd be telling you, oh, it's great. We've never been stronger. And a month later, it was the big short. Mm -hmm. Literally. I watched that in real time. Yeah. It's, <laughs> okay, it's so. insane. And people, I don't know. It's just amazing to think that people think that it could be different this time. I just time. shocked you. Yeah, I, I just said that. I put all that information in. You even could. I know. Well. <laughs> even I. because Well, it's because I remembered the day that everything went wrong. But I was so young that then... I didn't understand exactly what was wrong. And now that I'm older, I'm I'm like, oh, this is why my dad lost his business. Oh, this is why this happened. And it all like clicks together as you get older and have an understanding of this stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I watched it. I watched it happen in real time. I didn't believe it. I certainly don't believe it now because, I mean, you're getting the same uh, advice because I, I leave the networks on sometimes here in the shop. And um, I mean, mostly I'll watch things like RT. But if I'm mm -hmm. watching a regular financial, I'll go to you know, like CNBC or something like that. It's streaming. I'm going, what are y'all talking about? Like, 
you can't have a lockdown economy. You can't have you can't be firing millions of people. They're just there to like give you brain damage. Right. Kramer's and- Kramer's just screaming at you, buy more Disney. And it's like, <laughs> why? <laughs> no. I, they require masks. I don't know. I mean, that is that is that gonna make their stock go up? Um, now I was thinking about this the other day, you know, how I said this on America unplugged with Billy Ray Valentine and Don Jeffries on Rockfin at 11 central time. I was saying, you know, we were talking about these job numbers mm-hmm. and people were like, Oh, the, look at the job numbers. Job numbers are doing so great. We're just look at it. We're, we're, we're adding so many jobs to the sector. You see how strong our economy is. And I go, I, I have a question. If you fire somebody for not getting your jab or your juice, Right. If you fire someone and then you post an ad for help wanted, are you a job creator? <laughs> because you have to replace that person. And we're talking about millions of people. I know some of yeah. these people, right? They're losing their job. You can't have a you can't have a strong economy when people can't participate in the economy. No. And on top of that, um, I think that you had seen this meme. I think I sent it to you of the the man and the woman talking like the cashier and, and the shopper talking and he's you know the shopper is saying this economy's great and the woman like behind the walmart cashier counter she's got her walmart shirt on an uber hat a mcdonald's hat a burger king hat she's got four jobs and can't afford to pay her rent and you know i started thinking about that because i never really put those things together of like holy cow they are counting one single person that has three to four jobs Still as a job, doesn't matter if it's part time or on your own time, it's still a job, right? Well, that still doesn't mean that the economy is doing great. Like, especially if you're having those three to four jobs and still can't make ends meet. That's bad. That's really bad. I remember a story that uh, is in the book Hidden History by Don Jeffries. (laughs) It's about President Bush coming across this woman. He was at a campaign rally, I think, when he was just running for president. And, uh, she says, I-, I have three jobs and he goes, wow, isn't that great? You don't oh get more God. American than that. Like, and I just thought you're supposed to not, maybe you're supposed to have one, you know, one. this is, you're not supposed to be, you're not supposed to have to kill yourself, right. To feed your family. And sometimes they don't even get to do that. They don't, you know, they don't have anything. I mean, it's no, no. savings, no, no leverage. They're just literally getting from point A to point B without, you know, um, without any growth. And I think that's really, that's what's happened in this consumer economy. And God, they've, they've meddled with it and they've done, I mean, just absolute catastrophic damage. Mm-hmm. And to hear these people that are so-called experts. And again, I'm, I'm not Ivy league educated. You know, I, I love books. Uh, I'm, I'm not Ivy league educated. I'm not, I'm not part of the club. I just look at the numbers and I see reality. I go, I just, this is so bizarre. And I know this is a long way from us talking about manipulation of gold, but that really tracks back to that. Like there's something wrong in the system. Let's just put it that way. It's it's manipulation of everything that we get to see. We can't get a single ounce of legitimate data. Um, The moment that some kind of legitimate data comes up and if it gains enough steam, then, oh my gosh, we need to flip this narrative and and send the the mainstream media folks out on it and like correct this. Um, It's just still, you're not, I don't think that this is too crazy to say, like, you're not allowed to think for yourself at all, especially with your financial situation. Like they, they need to steer that because this whole game only works as long as they can control where you're putting your money that keeps them fat and happy. Yeah. So again, that's very well put. 
I would say to the average person who's just tuning in or looking at something in the, in the alternative media like us, right? This is a gold and silver show. I run a real gold and silver shop. I'm a real person. But I will tell you from all my study that the elites of the elite, not your average you know, business owner. I'm talking about the people that are part of Davos or mm-hmm. the World Economic Forum, right? Mm-hmm. They don't want you noticing any of this, right? No. The game is to keep you in the same systems that keep you down, right? They don't mm-hmm. want you know, they don't, it's like, do as I say, not as I do. That's one of the main things to learn about economics, right? Especially the, the game of precious metals and, and crypto. You know, we have the opportunity now to defy them. That's why I love what's happening right now. I mean, you've got, you've got people doing startups, uh, building new cryptocurrencies, getting into the crypto space, putting out Bitcoin ATMs, people, young people. I have little kids coming into the shop with their parents buying silver, like little, I had this kid, he must've been no, he's five, six years old. He's like, I saved my money up. He's got little ones. Like he's just counting them out. He's like, I want to buy an ounce of silver. And I'm like, okay, kid. I gave him a little bit more too. I'm like, here, you, I had this like commemorative, uh, uh, Franklin half dollar, uh, knife. Yeah. And I was like, you take this home. And then he came back and he's like, I told everybody there's, there's like young people are getting excited about it. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you're, if you bring your kid into my shop, they're going to get, I'm going to give them the two minute breakdown of what money is, right? <laughs> it's, they're never going to be the same. I'm sorry. I'm going to put that on their pristine hard drive, but they're, but that's good for them because I wish somebody would have told me this is a, it's an exciting time because they're pushing the the lies and the narrative so hard. And there is going to be uh, an inevitable crash or drawback or whatever, whatever you want to call it in the markets, because it's not sustainable. Those of us who've been out here telling people like, hey, pay attention. I'm not telling you to to go out and run out and close your bank account and buy precious metals. I'm not even giving you financial advice because honestly, I'm not an investment guy. I don't really consider myself that. I'm in the monetary business. I'm into the hard assets business right? Sound money. And you know why they called it sound money, Kenzie? It's because when you would drop a gold coin, it would make a particular sound or uh, silver coins. Like when you drop a silver dollar, it makes a particular sound. That's where that comes yeah. from. One of the right? easiest ways to tell if you're getting something real or not too. First oh, ways to tell. <laughs> I feel so bad for those people that come in here and they'll, you see them hand me the 1933 $20 gold piece across the oh. counter. And I just go, oh, no, because there's only about mm. four of those that ever escaped. You know, they're melt. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't think you have one of those four. But and those are the the big fakes, you know. But, uh, yeah, let, let's um let's move on a little bit. I, I, we got a not necessarily a break, but we're at the halfway point. Um, Silver. Let's talk silver for a second. And then I'm going to do spot prices for metals and then we'll. I want to go over your articles. Um, everybody's been waiting for this big breakout of silver. And uh, this is the the headline today from the FX Empire. Silver price prediction. Prices slip on strong retail sales. Uh, prices slipped on Tuesday as the dollar continued to rally. Did you know the dollar is rallying? Is that because it's uh, it has all of its... Uh, brothers and sisters and it's got it's a big family thing because there's so many dollars out there they all recognize each other uh <laughs> since silver is priced in u.s currency a stronger greenback generally weighs on silver the dollar <laughs> this is so clown world the dollar rallied along with u.s treasury yields following a stronger than unex- than expected retail sales data 
showing that consumer the consumer remains active despite high inf higher inflation. Mm. Do you think maybe the the um, retail data and I, I'm just a novice, but you know if prices increase by twenty percent or thirty percent and you have a thirty percent gross increase in sales, do you think that has to do with the rising prices? <laughs> just asking for a friend. Oh yeah. See, see how everything can be tinkered with just a little bit. Makes it look really good, though. I mean, I'm that not that smart. I mean, these are just great questions. Like, well, if you fire somebody and then you put an ad, or you're not a job creator, and if you uh, raise prices and your bot is your bottom line increasing when your costs increase? No. I, I tell you what, though, ladies and gents, and Kenzie will back me up on this. Who benefits the most from inflation? Okay, who? What entity benefit? Who would would want higher gas prices? Who would want higher prices? Right? Because even if there's a drop in sales, the sheer volume and the 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 dollar level that they would get mm -hmm. is going to increase their bottom line. The answer to that is credit card companies. They have no interest at all. Or they have well, they have high interest, but they have no interest in keeping the prices down or fighting for that or helping in that in any way. These are the big banks. They make money off of the transaction, so they are they are the that's built into their system to want higher prices. Thoughts mm -hmm. on that before we talk about silver a little bit? I should not even get into this right now because it would take up the rest of the <laughs> okay. show. Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. I've seen that though, and especially if you're a gasoline broker, I've seen this in real time, and it's an interest. Start thinking about that when you swipe your card. I know I do because mm -hmm. I've seen those fees, and you're thinking, "Gosh, you know these credit cards—they have no infrastructure investment, they have no overhead with the the site, but they're making money off each transaction." It's um, it's evil genius, and then they have oh, no incentive for prices to come down. It's absolutely amazing what they do. But for anybody out there, the only thing that I'll say on this is when one over on the banks, they are hoping that you continue to pay interest. There is no problem having a credit card paid off each and every month. The only reason you have such a high balance on that is for an emergency and emergency only. <laughs> Agreed. Don't be paying interest to anybody. All Agreed. right. You win at the end of the way. Collect them points. I've gotten some really nice things in this household because we don't pay interest here and have hella points okay okay i think that's smart that's smart you listen to kenzie she's doing good she lives in an abandoned uh nuclear silo that she's refurbished <laughs> 90 90 stories beneath the earth's surface uh she's doing really well has wi-fi all the way down there um let's go over spot prices and then we'll, we're going to go into crypto late this is the spot prices for metal today gold was at 1854 luciferian bankster notes per troy ounce 1854 Fiat Federal Reserve notes per troy ounce. I, I think wasn't it last week? I mean, weren't we still in the seventeen hundreds? I have to go back and look at the charts, but it's um, it's you know, it's bumped up fifty, sixty bucks in the last ten mm -hmm. days for sure. Uh, silver, the white metal, twenty four dollars ninety five cents per troy ounce. Again, the all time high for silver was fifty dollars once in nineteen eighty. Again, in two thousand and eleven. And uh, silver at fifty dollars in nineteen eighty, folks. That's about two hundred dollars today in buying powder power. And uh, as you can see, the industrialist um, people that need silver for their electric vehicles, for their solar, 
Um, and of course, monetary uses, jewelry, all this stuff, medicine. Um, silver is one of those assets that I would, if I was you, really look into owning. I love gold, but uh, silver, um, I'm a silver bug. I like to, I like to get silver, uh, especially because of all the different, it's not only an industrial metal, it's a precious metal. And uh, I think that it's going to go far, very far uh, to protect you in the coming order of things. All right. Again, this is the Wise Wolf Gold and Crypto Show. Almost said uh, Silver Show. It's the Wise Wolf Gold and Crypto Show. It's on Aftermath.fm. Big shout out to Billy Ray Valentine. He's got a show coming up. If you're tuned into Aftermath.fm, because we are live, you got to listen to the Infinite Fringe live with my good friend Billy Ray Valentine. And of course, uh, a shout out to Mr. Gates and Jimmy Jean. I appreciate you guys and I appreciate being on the network. Uh, the podcast for the Wise Wolf Gold and Crypto Show is anywhere podcasts are found, or you can go to goldandcrypto.news for the archives because sometimes we won't do a live show. Sometimes we'll do an interview. Uh, I've actually had some people in the mining sector, uh, the actual physical precious metal gold mining sector reach out to me through a publicist today. I think we're going to have them on the show to talk about some of their, uh, their finds and what they're doing. And I, I find that to be a fascinating world, especially for what lies ahead. So uh, be sure and subscribe uh, to the podcast. Now, usually reserved for the second half of the show, Kinsey and I uh, will talk about cryptocurrencies. So you had sent me a link on XRP. And some of the news uh, surrounding XRP, which is Ripple, ladies and gents, uh, what uh, what are you seeing? What's the news here? Well, I actually went and I just grabbed some specific things from that thread. There's a really good um, Twitter, and I just started following it uh, here recently. And he's got a thread, a pretty long, good, detailed thread, and most of it is stuff that I knew. But I wanted to point out here that. The CEO of Ripple, Brad Narlinghouse, um, he's the people that he is seen with is insane. Now, a lot of people have asked us over and over again about the utility of certain cryptos. XRP is being used more. You can't even buy or sell this in the U.S. right now unless you're doing some sketchy stuff, which if you are cool, good for you. Um, (laughs) So... So, but I wanted to really bring a crypto to your attention today because there are some similar versions of XRP out there, but they really hold the torch, I think, in all of crypto as far as what's going on and what it's being used for. But this is also the scariest thing that I am invested in. Tony, this 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 company scares the hell out of me, to be honest. Um, but Brad has been seen with several... Um, central bank leaders, people that work around them and know them, the companies that they are connected with is kind of scary as far as, you know, who owns the world now. And then Ripple is building a platform for all of these people to be able to work on. So he was actually being able to to talk with central bank directors. And I've got a photo of that if anybody wanted to go and look for the Rosa Rosie Rios person. This is the lady that actually has her name signed on your $100 bills. She's She was the 43rd treasurer of the United States. She's joined the Ripple board of directors. I've told you guys before, I think that they have ex-Fed members. They have ex-SEC people. Um, really, really very powerful, well-connected people that are on Ripple's team right now, today. Um, 
So yeah, think about that. Somebody's name that's on the hundred dollar bill that you pass around is also in charge of some of the things happening with this platform. Amazon Web Services, also a partner for Ripple and use cases. And uh, what else did I have here? I did share the link just so that way people would be able to go and find that whole thread because we would need like a two to four hour show to go through that entire thread. But if you wanted to just go get a quick look on what's going on there, um, you're either going to get so excited that you like want to rocket launch off or you're going to be terrified like me. So I still hold it. it scares the heck out of me, but I hold it. Um, I hold it. And I also, I held it way before they had all of these partnerships that they have today. And it just confirms like, okay, you made a really good investment but at the same time it's like okay this might be the mark of the beast like when can i get out i don't know <laughs> if it's not a central bank digital currency like if it's not an I, I, it's not the mark of the beast okay I, that's what i look and you think that's i own i own dogelon mars i mean i own elon coins so you think you're scared like i got a little bit of that that's uh I mean, th- these I, I have some meme coins and i and i have cautioned people against owning them because I think that you can get like crazy. Like, I'll put 8,000 here. I'm going to be a billionaire. I don't do mm-hmm. that. I, I buy a little. I diversify. Um, you might but, become a billionaire, but if there's no liquidity, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you can have billions of coins, but there's like it doesn't matter. Like wooden nickels, it doesn't do anything. Yeah, I'm yeah. with you on that. It, you have to be really careful. I, I'm warning against going all in on meme coins. But I like utility coins, things. And, and so Ripple, correct me if I'm wrong, because I do own and I... I have had a, a significant amount of Ripple for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, is it isn't it really a technology based coin for the banking sector, bank to bank? Yes. So basically, right now, I believe um, Bank of America, Citibank, um, most of the Middle East, China's on board now. I could just keep naming stuff off, but basically this is going to be the ledger for the payment systems that we use today to be obsolete. SWIFT is typically what is used today. It's got a 6% failure rate. We're talking about trillions of dollars being moved every single day. It takes anywhere from 7 to 14 days to be able to move this money. Liquidity is terrible. XRP frees all of that up. And then to make it extremely clear for people here, the incentive for XRP to go ballistic, this is not investment advice. I'm just throwing something out there for you guys to think about. The incentive for XRP, which right now is, I'm not even sure what it costs today. I just don't even look at it. It's probably around $2 or something. Um, the incentive for it to cost $100, $200, $1,000, or let's say up to Bitcoin, makes even more sense for the companies and the people that are trying to move it around because it's even cheaper. Um, I mean, it's already the cheapest thing to move around and the quickest thing to move around anyway, but it makes it like 10 times easier as far as how fast money gets to you. And I mean, think about this and a big thing that they're pushing. Don't you think that it's kind of stupid that in the world that we live today, if I were to deposit money into my bank account right now, It's probably going to be pending there for about three to four days. On the weekends, they don't do anything at all. Whenever I move money to my brokerage account, that takes seven days or more. Um, Even if I'm wiring this money, it takes a very long time. So for all of that to settle, Ripple can literally do that in seconds. And that's the platform that they are building for all of these companies. Um, 
all of the, I mean, I'm talking banks that you are using today. Whenever this start started coming together, it's the same as um, when the scandemic kind of started and they had a backdoor way that was signed into Congress about being able to use certain cryptos on a back end kind of way for your banks. I think that this is what's been being tested. And I honestly think that the reason that we're not allowed to move it around or do anything with it right now is because they need it stable enough to test it from bank to bank. I would not be surprised if your little bank in your hometown today is using this ledger to move funds around. So would it's basically not be surprised. like a, a verified instant ledger using blockchain. Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. Yes. And, and to answer your question, uh, XRP, according to the Exodus app, is $1.10. Okay, thank you. Yeah, so I just I just looked it up. Um, very interesting. And so your analysis looking at this, uh, what are people saying about XRP? I mean, is is I haven't followed. I just bought some. I leave it there. And uh, what what is the what's the intel? What's the the goal here? Does it have a we're trying to get to ten dollars, or we're trying to get to what it what is it to the what's to the moon? To I mean, XRP? ten dollars would be easy. I mean, really easy, I, in my personal opinion, just because of how much is being bought and moved around. Um, and you got to think, a lot of people look at this coin, and the math here is kind of hard. A lot of people look at this and go, oh, well, there's so many. Yes, there are so many XRPs. A good portion of them are actually locked up into a vault that you can't move around, and you know the funds come out on set contracts. But if you're having the banking industry the shipping think about all the shipping containers right now if just that industry alone started using the xrp ledger uh then there wouldn't be so many coins on the market today which causes the price to go up so i'm just going to say that as each industry opens this up and starts being open about using it uh i I don't know infinity and beyond. Like I have <laughs> okay. no idea. It scares. It honestly scares me. Um, I'm. I mean, we're talking about for the the few people out there that have in, invested. Um, some people are going to have very life changing money, and it's the kind of money that makes you feel like you don't have blood in your hands anymore. So it's scary. If and the other, the other scary. Into mining it. You're looked into mining XRP. You, I don't think that you can mine it. Okay. Didn't know that. Uh, it's a it's a pre-created token different from Bitcoin. So it is a token. And there's so many of them that are locked up inside of vaults. But they're set up on smart contracts. So they can't be released until a certain date. Like even if a central bank came out today and said, we need more XRP. Like there's no way to move it until that time runs out on it. Um, and they're opening up other spaces too such as nfts and things and you know i'm more on the side of nfts being used for real life purposes instead of just buying like a bored ape or a crypto punk um that's cool but there's real use cases to nfts and ripple and other institutions are already working on that platform and how they're going to be doing the nft space so i just think that more for the real world use cases out there xrp is the thing and I, i'm not i'm not rooting for it guys like again this this coin scares the hell out of me i mean there's a chance that it goes ballistic me and my partner probably won't be allowed to move it just because we're not uh gonna follow all of the rules that will come with this sort of thing speaking of that cross I that bridge when you get there 
Yes, I'll cross it when I get there. Exactly. Speaking of that, though, I also sent you a link from the World Economic Forum. Um, I know that you say a whole lot, Tony. I don't want to be like the bearer of bad news for some people here. I think that we're on the verge of either crypto does give you complete financial freedom and your decision making, but also just to throw it out there, guys, the World Economic Forum does have like a complete section all about crypto and digital currencies and not just the ones that they've created or stuff like, you know, you would expect XRP, XLM, Quant to be there. Um, no, they talk about Bitcoin and everything else, too, over there and how companies need to be a part of the blockchain. So I think that this is more of something like if you can't beat them, join them. So they know they can't beat us, but they definitely have the power to join and manipulate what happens from here. Um, so it's worth going and checking out just because we're like right on the verge of something major. I can't say what it is. I mean, definitely expecting a lot more regulation, but I'm also hoping that some of these smaller developers and people out there are coming up with situations for people like you or me that maybe don't want to be a part of that society necessarily we want to be able to have that financial freedom well what i've always said is crypto itself the entire space isn't necessarily the answer but somewhere in that space is the answer i think it's up to us to learn it um to work within the system uh, to become acquainted with it so we can adapt Mm -hmm. And uh, hopefully that will lead to a better future. I mean, it's not set, right? It's like the Terminator 2. There's no fate but what we make. That's very true, and especially in the monetary system. All I know is that the fiat currency world, they're having to do a lot to cover the damage that they've done. Yes, and it's um, just a losing game, right? It's total, total losing game. Um, they've overbuilt. They've inf inflated. Uh, there's so many unnecessary things because of fiat currency, whether you're talking about a military industrial complex, uh, empire, uh, the welfare state that's bloated beyond comprehension, politicians like the political class is propped up by fiat currency. Basically, everything that's evil, right, yeah. is, is yeah. because of fiat. So I just I want people to be aware that. Yes, there is a there's there's hope inside crypto, and that's why I made it half of the show because to me it's it's crypto is is something that if if utilized properly could create a better world. I like Bitcoin for hey. this, you know. I like uh, Pirate Chain for this. I like Monero. Go ahead, Tony. I think we missed something kind of big. Did um did I see this week that Nigeria is accepting Bitcoin now? Was it that them or someone sense. else? Uh, they no, it was Zimbabwe. Okay. Okay. No, that, whoa, that makes even more sense. And that, that's, of course, that's full circle. You know, I was yeah. on the David Knight show. He was talking about Zimbabwe. You know, they were the ones that had the trillion dollar notes, you know, back when, yeah. we, you know, oh, look at hyperinflation. Look at this African country. Can't get it. I mean, that's what we're doing. Right. But mm -hmm. uh, we don't have the military to back up. They don't, they don't have our military. Right. So, yeah. you know, they, they went to, now they're going full circle. And I saw the day, like people, you know, there was on a, Bitcoin magazine, there was a guy like, Hey, I'm buying beer in El Salvador with Bitcoin. You know, and it's, it, I think that's wonderful. Like having our own currency mm -hmm. is a step, is a step in the right direction. Yes. It'll be try to be hijacked. It's not perfect. You know, there's, there's things that are going to happen. We're going to fight for our, our, our independence. Um, mm -hmm. You have the infrastructure bill that was just passed and 
on the one hand, they're going after crypto and, and it starts in like 2024. Um, there's a lot of ambiguity in, in whether or not you'll be seen as a, as a broker. Like if you're getting coins, like how to source them, how to do KYC, all this regulation and the taxes. But here's the good news, folks. They just legitimized it by putting yep. it in the bill. So yeah, you'll just have to figure out, you know, how to, what firm to get with to pay your tax legally and lawfully to, to hold your crypto. So they I, actually not- have um, a really simple. We'll need to look into this so we can help people with this later, Tony. But there's actually some really, really good uh, websites and companies out there now that can actually keep up with. If you're comfortable with sharing all of that information, all of the money that you make in crypto, whatever you move around, they automatically keep up with everything and basically do the tax portion for you. So we'll need to look into that. Maybe we'll be able to talk about it next episode, guys. If some of you are interested in that, because it is hard to keep up with. Okay. That, I, that's a, uh, that's interesting. Subject. I like to check that out. A lot of times crypto is about anonymity and privacy. Yeah, that's and, where uh, I don't use any of those products, but there could be somebody out there that says, Hey, I want to do this. On, yeah. For businesses. If you want to do it on the up and up, I would definitely suggest some of the uh, companies that are out there. I'm just not, I've not looked into them deep enough for myself because I don't need to use that personally, but you might want to be somebody. Um, if you're moving enough money around, it makes sense. The IRS, are, they're scary people. So, um, Yes. <laughs> uh, let's go to the chat here before we close out the show. Uh, there's, a, there's some comments and some questions. I, and uh, I want to get these in front of you too, Kenzie, so you can comment. Uh, Parker Hardwood Floors has a couple of com- comments. Is that I may only accept gold or silver soon if I'm getting audited going uh through ten thousand k or ten thousand dollars yeah exactly uh i think a lot of people will start doing i know people in small business that are taking gold now uh, that are taking silver for like lawn care and stuff i've seen this i i know some of my customers like yeah i'll take it for that's for construction and uh, other things so that's really cool um darth david says fiat currency is evil yes it is david uh it is the uh the love of money is the root of all evil so says the bible right um, let's see, Eric Hale, always like seeing Eric in the chat. Uh, he says, uh, he's talked about ripple being on demand liquidity. Uh, that's really what Kenzie was saying. I, I, I agree. She, she explained it really well. Um, yeah, Eric-, Eric knows he said a thing for international sediments. I think that the BIS is actually already using that, that platform. I don't think that they have much more to do unless they want to do some updates there, but yeah, that is happening, Eric. What do you think about uh, the comment from Andrea C? She says, what criteria do you use to pick your uh, odd ball cryptos to speculate on? Uh, What you really want to see, Andrea, and for me, I like patience over everything else. If I've already missed out on something or it's got a decent run, it could go up 50 times more. I don't care um, because it could also drop 50x that same day. For me, what I like to see is a little bit of, of social media talk and movement. And you can actually use get Google Analytics to go and look into this. The moment that you hear about a coin or see one that you think is, is going to have some momentum to it, typically social media is what makes that happen. The coin doesn't even have to have any use cases. Um, I've made some trades like that before. They are really dumb, but I play both sides of that market long term and short term. To be completely transparent, though, I got out of all of my oddball crypto holdings um, just yesterday or the day before. I have made my gains there. I got my ROI back, but then I also decided, you know what? I don't know what direction this is going to go. I pulled the funds out of my oddballs and I actually um, I feel stupid for doing this uh, because it's I've never made a trade like this. But I am getting, I did get into some cryptos 
Um, five new coins, actually. I'm not going to say what they are, but I did get into some new stuff just because I don't know which direction this market is going to go. So smart, smart. Uh, let's see. We've got uh, uh, Daniel uh, Santler. I'm sorry if I said your name wrong. Uh, credit cards, yes, but also government taxes. When I was talking about the credit card fees, how they mm -hmm. <laughs> make money off of Yes, you're right. The ultimate grifter uh, is the government, right? The um, the income tax, which is just antiquated, ridiculously stupid, uh, punishing you for <laughs> you know going out and, and working while the big mega corporations pay zero donut. Because if you know anything about the history of the income tax, you'll know that it was set up by the richest people in the world. The richest yes. people in the world at the time in 1913 made sure that the 16th Amendment passed. They exempted themselves with their foundations and they used the income tax to punish people because that's what it's used for is to punish the competition. And the left runs with it, thinking they're going to really get those billionaires to pay their fair share when it was the billionaires who made it the income tax in the first damn place. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just look, I always got to throw in a history. It's funny, my conspiracy mind, right? It always goes back to that. Like, didn't you know that the communists were funded by the bankers? <laughs> and people are like, oh, um, this is. Well, the uh... easiest way to tell, like, if you ever have a question about if something's right or wrong in, in government, go and ask a toddler about it. Explain the situation to a toddler in a way that they would understand. And if they go, oh, that's unfair, then you know that it's unfair. Like, even toddlers understand that the idea of, of taxing your income is wrong. They understand that. Right. Yes, they You do. can literally teach them that with candy at the kitchen table, and they yeah, will not we, like the idea of taxes from we there. We think we've become so sophisticated, right? We, we're, we're so nuanced, but usually kids out of the mouths of babes, right? They really get it right. Especially like I was talking about the little kids that come... I, you know, with their parents, they come in the shop, they want to buy gold or silver, usually silver. They got a, they got a little bit of money. And I love telling them about the history of coins because they just light up and they get it. Like no one ever did yeah. that. To me. No one told me about like what happened to the what happened to our currency. And then, you know, so I, I do it in a way I should write a children's book about it. I really should. If I ever had any more time, I should write a, a children's book on on uh, gold and silver. <laughs> Have like the evil little monopoly man took all took all of our money and ran off with. I it will definitely make all of the graphics for this book. <laughs> I think that we've got something going here. I, I, I think we should, and I, I could read it, you know, and go to all the li like libraries, and uh, it'd be it'd be interesting, right? We could reach a lot of people. Okay, so next week we need to do a show on crypto mining you think we can put that together the next two weeks three weeks think we can do that i'm really interested in some of these new projects and some of these new mine do you know anything about that kenzie um i was actually just looking into a mining rig the other day because of the amount of returns that people get on it in just a year and it totally pays for itself the first year but at the same time i was like i don't have seventy thousand dollars to drop on this and it would immediately suck up all of the energy from my home so that's what I know, is that it can be very expensive, and I do not have the power to uh, crypto mine here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will, I will definitely look into it for you guys, though. I have not looked into that for quite a while. Um, every time that I have, I just kind of get um, turned. I just don't think about it for myself. I will definitely learn about it for you guys, though. Some of you guys do have a good enough internet connection, and you actually do have a good power supply. It does not mean that it's expensive to mine. The equipment is expensive to get. A majority of it will pay for itself in a year, though. So 
Be a good it's, topic. It's worth it. Yeah, we especially I'll if you're small it. investments and people that are just wanting to add a little bit because every little bit's going to help in the next level, folks. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, we appreciate you tuning in. This has been the Wise Wolf Gold and Crypto Show. Uh, Kenzie, tell people where they can find you, real quick. Fringe underscore files on Twitter, and from there you can find my YouTube and everything else. Thanks, guys. Uh, Absolutely. Wisewolf.gold is our sponsor, and you can find me at arterburn.news. We'll be back next week on Aftermath.fm, 7 p.m. Central Time, right before the great Billy Ray Valentine. Stay tuned if you're on Aftermath for his wonderful program. In a world of fiat reality, the truth is solid gold. See you next week.